D&D Dungeon Masters are actually game designers. We spend a fair bit of time thinking about how we're going to run various parts of our game for our friends when they come to our table. Now, as game designers, it becomes pretty easy for us to look at parts of the game and think about interesting new mechanics that we can apply, interesting new subsystems that we can apply to our game to try to simulate different things that ha are happening in the world. An example is if we want to pilot a vehicle, we may come up with a whole new subsystem for piloting vehicles. If we have really interesting intricate traps, we may come up with entirely new systems for dealing with the traps. If we have contests, we might put a whole new subsystem for how to win in certain contests. Or if we want to sail a ship, we could have an entire new system for sailing a ship. What I propose for Lazy Dungeon Masters is that instead of building entirely new subsystems for all of these things, that we fall back to the core mechanic of D&D, which is the ability check. The ability check can handle just about anything that we need to do in-game, whether it's sailing a ship, or piloting some kind of weird vehicle, or engaging in a contest. We can always fall back to uh, asking for an ability check. The core mechanic is pretty well refined. The Dungeon Master describes the situation that's going on in the world. The player describes how they want their character to interact with that situation. The Dungeon Master then describes what ability check makes sense and what skill might apply to this situation. They also assign a difficulty class, somewhere in the order of between 10 and maybe 20. And then the player rolls the die, adds their ability modifier and their skill modifier, and sees whether they beat that DC or not. If they did, then they succeed, and the DM describes the results. That's really the core mechanic of all of D&D, and if you think about it, that's how the whole game works. And really, we can apply that whether it's piloting a weird new alien spaceship or whether it's having a conversation with someone in a bar. We can always break it down to that core ability check. Now, of course, there are a few different interesting ways we can use ability checks that go beyond this. One of them is, instead of having one player roll and see whether they beat a DC, we might have all of the characters roll and figure out that the, the top result is the one who figured out a, a particularly vital piece of information. This is a good way, of, if you have information you know you're going to expose anyway, but you want to kind of apply it to whichever character figured it out first, you can have everybody roll an ability check and apply a skill bonus if it makes sense. And whoever got the highest is the one that gets the information. Now, of course, the other way is for contests, and this is described in the player's handbook. Anytime you have two different opposing sides, both can make an ability check with one trying to defeat the other. This is a great way of handling any kind of sporting event or any other kind of contest that's going on. A third way that I like is what I call like the shades of gray, right? And in this sense, we don't actually have a DC in mind. We might have a player roll an ability check for their character, and then depending on how that roll goes is how the narration of the event goes. It doesn't necessarily mean that they either succeed or fail. Maybe they succeed with a complication. Maybe they fail totally. Maybe they succeed really tremendously. We don't have to make it either one or zero. It could actually be a wide range of outcomes depending on what they rolled when they rolled their ability check. Now, these ability checks don't have to take place just one at a time. Instead, a whole series of ability checks can chain together and we can improvise how these ability checks lead from one to another as they're going through a situation. Let's say that they're having like a sporting contest with somebody. Instead of just one check being the success or failure, one check can lead to the next part of the contest and another check can lead on and so on. And one failure, one success or one failure won't determine the entire event. A number of successes and a number of failures can lead to an interesting conclusion. This is actually very similar to 4th edition D&D's skills challenges. The only difference is we're improvising the results rather than planning them out ahead of time. And one thing to keep in mind is that characters can use different abilities with different skills. Even though their skills are tied to specific ability scores, you can actually move which skill is applied to a different ability. An example is that if a fighter picks up a big heavy bar and bends it in half, 
right in front of a bunch of kobolds, that might be a good intimidation check against those kobolds, thus a strength intimidation check. Likewise, somebody who is particularly nimble on their feet might engage in a really nice dance, and that could be a performance check used with dexterity rather than with charisma. So depending on the circumstances, we should be very eager for our players to use different skills with different abilities. It's a little unfortunate that the character sheet ties skills and abilities together because it makes players believe that they always have to apply a certain ability with a certain skill, when the reality is you don't have to. So as a dungeon master, you can actually change things up by asking for a different ability with a different skill based on the circumstance. This really expands the number of potential options that characters can bring to the table when they're dealing with a number of different circumstances in the world. Being comfortable improvising ability checks is a really key ability for a good lazy dungeon master. It's a great way to make sure that no matter where the game goes while you're running it at the table, you're prepared to come up with interesting circumstances, ask for different checks, and let the characters engage with the world around them and engage in an interesting way. So practice your skills at improvising ability checks. Think about how they can be changed together. Think about how you can use things like different shades of gray or ask for group checks. And you don't need to build any new subsystems. The system you have in your head can account for just about every circumstance that the characters can come up with in the world. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, you can help me out in four different ways. First, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. Second, you can subscribe to my videos on YouTube. Third, you can support me directly by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And four, you can pick up my books Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master and the Lazy DM's Workbook. Thank you very much and have a great day.